0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Rainbow Mormon Podcast, a podcast about being gay in a Mormon world. My name is Danny Caldwell, and I'm your host. Today is April 4th, 2019. Uh, Today's episode is, it's not going to be super long, Uh, it's going to be pretty short. I just felt like I needed to say something today. There's been some, some crazy stuff happening in the LDS Church related to... Um, LGBT people today. Back in 2015, it was November in to, of 2015, there was a really controversial, um, some really controversial changes that were made to the handbook that's used by leaders within the LDS Church. Those changes had to do with LGBT people. And those changes are, I'm going to read those and share those with you. So um, they added this new section to Handbook 1. The section they added was called children of a parent living in a same gender relationship. Once again, I am just get annoyed that they say same gender because that's not really what it is. But anyways, um, you've heard my rants about that before. But this section reads as follows, it says a natural or adopted child of a parent living in a same gender relationship, whether the couple is married or cohabitating, may not receive a name and a blessing. So this refers to as when eldest children are infants, there's a blessing that's given, and they're given, it's called a name and a blessing. It's kind of a big event for a family. All the family comes out to it, and um, there's usually a big get-together afterwards. It's a big event, so they're first off excluded from being able to do that goes on to say a natural or adopted child of a parent living in a same-gender relationship whether the couple is married or cohabitating may be baptized and confirmed ordained or recommended for missionary service only as follows a mission president or a stake president may request approval from the Office of the First Presidency to baptize and confirm, ordain, or recommend missionary service for a child of a parent who has lived or is living in a same-gender relationship, when he is satisfied by personal interviews that both of the following requirements are met. Requirement 1. The child accepts and is committed to live the teachings and doctrines of the Church, and specifically disavows the practice of same-gender cohabitation and marriage. And requirement two, the child is of legal age, which would be 18, and does not live with a parent who has lived or currently lives in a same gender, cohabitation, relationship, or marriage. Okay, so that was the first part of this that started this uproar, that um, you know the children were being excluded from these very important things in uh, Mormon's lives because of the way their parents were living. Um, and so it goes on to discuss um, when a disciplinary council is mandatory. And as a disciplinary council is when an individual is, for whatever reason, is not living in accordance to the teachings of the church. And so there's a meeting that's held to basically decide the consequences of that. And so saying when a disciplinary council is mandatory, and it says apostasy and as used here apostasy refers to members who number one repeatedly act in clear open and deliberate public opposition to the church or its leaders number two persistent in teaching as church doctrine information that is not church doctrine after they have been corrected by their bishop or a higher authority number three continue to follow the teachings of apostate sects, such as those that advocate plural marriage after being corrected by their bishop or a higher authority. Number four, are in a same gender marriage. And number five, formally join another church and advocate its teachings. So these two changes that were, that were made were really bothersome to a lot of people because it felt very exclusionary. And kind of pushed LGBT people even further out of of feeling connected Um, this was actually when this happened this was kind of when things started to unravel for me as far as my my testimony in the LDS church was concerned so fast forward to about a year ago President Nelson was giving a talk in to a group of students in Hawaii and he says in regards to this policy. He says, This prophetic process, which also includes fasting, prayer, studying, pondering, counseling with each other as they wrestle with the issue, was followed in 2012 with the change in age for missionary service as well as the recent additions to the church's handbook consequent to the legalization of same-sex marriage in some countries, President Nelson said. So he's talking about that policy that I just read. And he goes on to say, filled with compassion for all, and especially for the children, we wrestled at length to understand the Lord's will in this matter. He said, ever mindful of God's plan of salvation and of his hope for eternal life for each of his children, we considered countless permutations and combinations of possible scenarios that could arise. We met repeatedly in the temple in fasting and prayer and sought further direction and inspiration. And then, when the Lord inspired his prophet, President Thomas S. Monson, to declare the mind of the Lord and the will of the Lord, each of us during that sacred moment felt a spiritual confirmation. It was our privilege as apostles to sustain what had been revealed to President Monson. Revelation from the Lord to his servants is a sacred process, and so is your privilege of receiving personal revelation. So there he says, States that, and he's acting as prophet at this point. States that that policy change was a revelation from God to President Monson. Uh, this was something that had been caused lots of problems for people. A lot of people started leaving the church over this, or started having problems with their testimony over this. Um, there have been lots of people who have been excommunicated from the church over this. There have been lots of children who have not been allowed to be blessed, or to be baptized because of this in fact my custody agreement in my divorce is the way it is based on this policy my ex-wife was very concerned that if we had equal custody that our children would not be able to be baptized and while we have joint physical and legal custody she is the kids 60% of the time I have the kids 40% of the time and that agreement was made because of this policy. So it's caused a lot of turmoil for a lot of people. So what's going on today? Today there has been there was a meeting that was held for it was a leadership session of the annual conference that's held for the LDS church uh, which the full conference starts on saturday Um, they had a meeting for leadership today and in this um, elder uh, Dallin h oaks made some statements regarding this um, these policies so what was said is um, at the direction of the first presidency president oaks shared that effective immediately Children of parents who identify themselves as lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender may be baptized, without first presidency approval, if the custodial parents give permission for the baptism and both understand the doctrine that a baptized child will be taught and the covenants he or she will be expected to make. A non-member parent or parents, including LGBT parents, can request their baby be blessed by a worthy Melchizedek priesthood holder. These parents need to understand that congregation members will contact them periodically and that when the child who has been blessed reaches eight years of age, a church member will contact them and propose that the child be baptized. Previously, our handbook characterized same-gender marriage by a member as apostasy. While we still consider such a marriage to be a serious transgression, it will not be treated as apostasy for purposes of church discipline. Instead, the immoral conduct in heterosexual or homosexual relationships will be treated in the same way he goes on to say that the very positive policies announced this morning should help affected families in addition our members efforts to show more understanding compassion and love should increase respect and understanding among all people of goodwill we want to reduce the hate and contention so common today we are optimistic that a majority of people whatever their beliefs and orientations long for better understanding and less contentious communications. That is surely our desire and we seek, we seek the help of our members and others to attain it. These new policies are being sent to priesthood leaders worldwide and will be included in online updates to our church handbook for leaders. These changes do not represent a shift in church doctrine related to marriage or the commandments of God in regard to chastity and morality. The doctrine of the plan of salvation and the importance of chastity will not change these policy changes come after an extended period of counseling with our brethren in the quorum of the twelve apostles and after fervent united prayer to understand the will of the lord on these matters okay so there's there's a lot there i don't really know how to feel Um, i saw this today and my first response was excitement and i made a facebook post immediately sharing this and That was quickly followed by sadness and frustration and some anger, followed by a lot of confusion. Um, The sadness being that these policies have hurt so many people. I know people who have been very recently, within weeks, I mean in the last few weeks, been excommunicated from the church because they married a married a same-sex partner uh, and then a few weeks later that's no longer something that we excommunicate for that's not an apostate action uh, that, that's very confusing to me and so what happens to these people do they are they reinstated as members of the church or not and there there's no apology for this like this is really really hurt people i had a friend when this policy first came out i was still in a heterosexual marriage when the policy first came out and my immediate thought was to a friend of mine he was a college roommate whose uh wife had um they had recently divorced and she was entering a same-sex relationship and i knew that their son was about to be baptized so i called him and asked you know what's going on and this happened like weeks before like he was supposed to get baptized the first week of December And this happened the first week of November. So like there was family planning on flying out for this. And they didn't know it was going to happen. And it took a long time. It went all the way to the first presidency. And it was decided that his son would not be allowed to be baptized. He was fully active in the church. The kids were continuing to go to church. But his mother had entered a same-sex relationship. And therefore he was not allowed to be baptized. I was really bothered by that. And it really um started me questioning my testimony. So it, it's hard for me. I see the hurt and I see the pain. I I talked about how my my custody arrangement is based on this policy. Um I see my kids less because of this policy. And um even recently I wanted to have custody reevaluated and Um, one thing that was brought up by my kid's mom was, well, what about baptism? I'm worried about the kids being able to be baptized. Um, This really hurts me. Uh, It makes me really sad. I hurt for the people who have ached through this, um, for the people who have been forced out of the church because of this. And then just a couple years later, well, a year ago, the prophet said this was revelation and then a year later God's will changes and he changes his mind on this I, I just think of a line from Book of Mormon musical um, where it says in 1978 God changed his mind about black people um, in 2019 God changed his mind about gay people <laughs> it makes me so sad um and angry how it feels like they're just toying with people's lives um, and don't acknowledge the intense pain that this causes people. The other thing that that causes me a lot of, where I said I'm really confused is one, just the shift that suddenly this is, um, we change our opinion on this. but where the real confusion comes is like I don't understand it so my first thought was like so are they okay with gay marriage now Um, no that's not the case Um, as it said while we still consider such a marriage to be a serious transgression it will not be treated as apostasy Uh, instead the immoral conduct in heterosexual or homosexual relationships will be treated in the same way I don't understand that because they're not treated in the same way uh, at all Um, so as far as you know if I was a I think what they're talking about is if I was a heterosexual person and I had sex with my girlfriend that would be considered a sin and as a gay person if I'm to have sex with my boyfriend outside of marriage that would be considered a sin Um, But for a heterosexual person, if they got married, they could have sex, and that's not a sin. But for a gay person, if they get married, that's still a serious transgression, as they say. Uh, So I don't really understand what's changed. They're not considered an apostate, which means that they have turned against the church, and that usually leads to immediate excommunication. But I suppose... Um, you know, if someone is in a same-sex marriage, the only way to fully repent would be to get divorced. You might not be excommunicated immediately, but you're still considered being in serious sin. Um, it still seems, it's it's an improvement. It definitely is an improvement in the right direction. It still um, leaves a lot of questions. There's a lot of holes. Um, a lot of people very confused. I've been watching several... Um, interactions on social media about this and there does seem to be a lot of confusion in what does this actually mean so how is you know someone in a same-sex marriage supposed to be how is that supposed to be treated um, by a church leader Um, so that's that's that I'd love to hear what you all think about it Uh, like I said this is going to be just a short thing I I didn't have time to do a full um, long podcast today, but I felt it was really important to get this out, uh, today and share a little bit about what I'm feeling. Um, I'd love to hear what you have to say. Um, comment on Facebook, on my, on, uh, Rainbow Mormon podcast on Facebook, send me an email at rainbowmormon at gmail.com. And yeah, I'd love to hear some explanation I, I legitimately am really confused I want to understand this and I don't and I feel really hurt I feel really really betrayed and I know I, I, I don't really believe, fully believe in the church anymore But and I have felt betrayed but it feels like an additional betrayal um, this policy led to a lot of my falling out of the church it led to what caused me to um, in my opinion is what forced my hand into resigning from the church when I wasn't ready Um, so I'm really hurt and I'm angry and I am super confused and I'd love to hear some thoughts some commentary on this so um, thanks for joining today and listening um, let's let's get some discussion going on this. This has been Rainbow Mormon Podcast. As I said, my name is Danny Caldwell. To get another podcast out soon uh, that will talk more about my shift from being very dedicated to conversion therapy to being where I am today. So hope you'll tune in for that and I hope to get that out uh, sooner than another two weeks. But hope you all have a great day and Enjoy conference weekend, and I'm sure there will be some more fun stuff to talk about after that. So, this Rainbow Mormon podcast, thanks for joining us.